When is Late Model Live coming on tonight? Oh my God! We got Weaver, Beaver, Kevin Weaver wins! There's no green light! The race of the year! Forget about it! I don't want to hear nothing else! Glad to see all our fans are out tonight. <laughs> I hope they appreciated that ass kicking. And you all, I know you love me. I mean, Dirt on Dirt's interviewing me right now. You got to be kidding me. Who's it gonna be at the line? Oh, no! The winner of the inaugural Dirt Million, Earl Pearson Jr. Oh my, Shannon Bad wins it. Are you kidding me? The kid can wheel a truck. The kid can wheel a wave model. Oh, hell yeah. At the line, it's gonna be Jonathan Davenport. This is one of those days you literally can't find anything to complain about because it's such an awesome day. This is your race day report for It's going to be Scott Bloomquist winning his eighth dirt late model dream. Swap, move over. New race of the year. Into turn number three. Davenport blocking. Shepard slides out. Davenport answers. Shepard wins. Shepard wins. I like to look at this thing tonight. But for right now, sit back and relax. And most importantly, welcome to DirtOnDirt.com. Now join Michael Rigsby from the Dirt on Dirt studio for Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. About freaking time. That's right, baby. It's a suave takeover. You're looking live from our Bloomington, Illinois studios, and this is Kaiser Manufacturing Late Model Life Live for Tuesday, May 7th. And turn, I know you're excited to have me back hosting the show. And you know, not that hobo we call our boss, Michael Rigsby, though he's not really a hobo, is he? I mean, maybe a little bit, but uh, no, I'm definitely excited to have you. I mean, you well, you've been in studio. It's just you haven't been in that chair. I'm in there. this chair finally. I think yeah. they're going to call it the Suave Throne. You know, they they always <laughs> ask in Game of Thrones who's going to sit on the throne. I think currently it's going to be me, but uh, I might be like the Night King. Oops, spoilers that uh, I could die here or something. But yeah, you uh, better be careful. You better not be spoiling anything <laughs> for anybody. I, I don't watch the show yet. But I I'm haven't even watched either. I just hear rumors, but. Okay. It's whatever. I can't wait. We're talking about uh, Game, Game of, of Thrones, Thrones on yeah. here. But uh, yes, we had plenty of rainouts this past weekend, which, by the way, Mother Nature, get your shit together. We want to go racing. However, we did get a few races in, and we've got an action packed show for you tonight. We have a couple of drivers that will join us in our pay attention segment, and we ask them how they balance their work and racing schedules. Chris Ferguson will try to spoil the Wu invasion at Fayetteville this weekend. He will preview the big two-day show at the North Carolina Oval. And yes, oh my goodness, I've been waiting for this all season long. It's the must anticipated return of Turns Turn. Turny, I know you're pumped, buddy. Well, let's talk about you first. You were talking about jobs and stuff. Uh, regarding race car drive. What's your real job? Because it's not dirt on dirt, right? Uh, I'm okay. I'm I'm the head of morale here at DirtOnDirt.com. That's head my main job, head of morale. Uh, I got to make sure everybody's pumped up during the Summer Nationals. I'm uh, Sam Driggers' right-hand man and uh, Michael Rigsby's, you know, firstborn, firstborn son. So I got several job titles here. But, yeah, I do actually work here, Turn. Oh, okay. I wasn't aware <laughs> of that. So, no, but uh, Turn's turn. Yeah, it's making a return just because 
he's making me. That's really all it is. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later in the show. Just uh, some different stuff I got going behind the scenes. So. Hey, and a reminder, the live shows continue Friday and Saturday at Farmer City and Fairbury. And that's only 10 bucks for a subscriber's turn. That is a steal, especially at those two bowlings. I mean, yeah. even I have 10 bucks, bud. <laughs> yeah, even yeah, I have do. 10 bucks. And we are also live at Fayetteville this weekend for the first in flight 100. If you haven't got your fast pass, get it today. Isn't it $39.99 a month turn? You can get all the races? Yeah, I believe that's uh, $39.99. <laughs> I, got, I would even have to look because, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have to pay for it. So <laughs> Yeah, and this weekend is going to be legendary. Like I said earlier, $25,000 up for grab in North Carolina, $20,000 up for grabs in the land of Lincoln, Illinois, and $20,000 up for grabs in Arkansas. Big money is on the line all weekend throughout the entire country. Turn. Are you ready for all this racing? Can you handle this? Handle all this? Because, you know, we uh, have had a lot of rainouts, and let's hope for no rain this weekend and we get a bunch of races in. Well, I hope so. I mean, I, have, I feel like I haven't been at a racetrack in, like, since Nob. years. Yeah, since Nob. Yeah. So uh, excited to be back. Uh, Farmer City in Fairbury this weekend. That'll be, uh, that'll be me taking care of that, and I'm ready to be at the racetrack. I'm ready to see some damn racing. Me too. Fun weekend coming up. Let's take a look at five things. Number one on five things, in the words of Michael Rigsby, I see you, Ross Bales. Shepard one last bit in turn number four. Ross Bales will win his first ever World of Outlaws Sport Village feature here at Cherokee. The Clover, South Carolina driver, led flag to flag and held off repeated challenges from Brandon Shepard to claim his first ever World of Outlaws victory. What is more impressive is that you knew Bales would break out eventually, but I don't think Bales himself would have even dreamed on winning two national touring races within a month. This was Bales' third victory since becoming the Barry Wright house car driver. And by the way they've been looking, it certainly won't be their last. I mean, this is just, it's unbelievable. Uh, first off, I got to thank Barry and Lance. This car is absolutely flawless. Um, we've been fast all year. They tweaked on a little bit a little bit this week and got it even better and I mean it just fits me perfect now. Well, I mean I think it, you know, the first one was is is always hardest to get, so hopefully we can go to Livonia tomorrow and uh pick, get another one. Bales became the third driver this season to win A mains in both national series, joining the likes of Brandon Shepard and Jimmy Owens. That's quite the list to be on, young man. Number 2 on 5 things, not one. Not two, but a three-race weekend sweep by the smooth operator, Bobby Pierce. On Thursday night at Stewart Speedway in Stewart, Iowa, Pierce rallied from 13th on the top, of course, and took the lead on a lap 16 restart over Tyler Bruning, as you can see right here, and never looked back. After a rainout on Friday night, Pierce rolled into West Liberty, Iowa, and dominated the field, leading all 25 laps for his second victory of the weekend, but Pierce wasn't done yet. The Oakwood, Illinois driver completed the sweep, leading every lap at Quincy Raceways on Sunday. Midwest drivers better take notice. Pierce is starting to heat up. Track was great, you know, really uh, a greatly prepped track. Uh, I was a little concerned when he went back out there and farmed it for the, before the feature, but, you know, in 40 laps with all these late models out here, it definitely slicks it off pretty quick, so... Uh, Turned out to be a really nice place, and uh, you know I'm really glad that we drove uh, six hours to get here, and 
Uh, kind of a little bummed that Davenport rained out uh, already tomorrow, but um, we'll be at West Liberty and then Quincy. Uh, this MLRA series has been uh, treating me well so far, getting some wins, and uh, just got to give a big thanks to all the fans for coming out. Congratulations. You got a broom in the trailer because after this weekend, man, a sweep on the weekend, it's got to feel pretty good. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Uh, we, we got plenty of brooms. I'll, I'll be sweeping all week for sure. You hear that, Cardinal fans? The Cubs just did to that did that to you last weekend. Get those broomsticks out. Turn, I got a few text messages this past weekend saying that Pierce is going to stink up the Summer Nationals. They may be right, but I wouldn't crown him the champion just yet. Either way, Pierce is on a heater. Number three, it was a sad day in the late model world as Joe Garrison, who co-founded Garrison Racing Team and developed GRT race cars, died Wednesday after a battle with cancer. Garrison, a 2013 National Dirt Late Model Hall of Famer inductee, co-founded GRT with his brother Mike in the 1980s that turned the brand into one of the most dominating chassis ever in our sport. Still to this day, I can remember legends in the game piloting the GRT house car like Bill Fry and Freddie Smith. A lot of younger people like U-Turn don't realize how big of a deal GRT was back in the 80s and 90s. They were a force to be reckoned with. Joe and his brother changed the game, and people should take some time and appreciate what Joe did for the sport. Also, shout out to our editorial staff, who have written several stories and insights on Joe and GRT. They are a must-read, and you need to check it out. It's free for non-subscribers as well. Our thoughts and prayers go out to his family and friends. We are thinking about you. Thanks for everything, Joe. You will greatly be missed. Number four, let me paint this picture for you. $2,500 to win weekly, 33 late models, including guys like Brian Shirley, Kyle Bronson, Ryan Unzicker, and that guy, Kent Robinson. A huge crowd, only 10 bucks to get in. Safe to say Fairbury Speedway was the place to be on Saturday night for the Falls Cup opener. As for the race, Kent Robinson picked up the win, leading every lap and holding off a late charge from 10th starting Kyle Bronson. Kudos to Matt Curl and company making sure this happened. Hopefully we see other tracks follow suit and bump up the purses. K-Rob agrees this is a step in the right direction. I think it means a lot, you know, for the, the sport of dirt late model racing as a whole and just dirt racing um, that that uh, the promoters realize, you know, how expensive this sport is along with everybody. And, and uh, you know, it's a group effort. You can't put all of it on, on the promoters or all on the racers. It's, uh, you know, everyone has to has to work together. But the first step is, you know, a higher purse, I think, draws racers there. And and then when you can back it up with a racetrack like we had Saturday, um, not much more you can ask for. Fairbarrow will be back in action Saturday night for the Falls Frenzy. Oh, did I mention we are live right here at DirtOnDirt.com. And finally, number five, huge safety news coming out of Atomic Speedway last week. Brad McCown announced that they will enclose the 3 8 mile oval with a wall around the outside. Over the years, drivers have struggled with the backstretch, sending cars off the track. Or as you can see here, cars smoking the turn three wall that is usually protected by tire barriers. That's Tyler Carpenter a few years back. Guys like Billy Moyer Jr. have been advocating for years that tracks need to fix openings in the racetrack. And he thanked Atomic Speedway on Twitter for taking the next step, making sure this is a safe change. Yeah, that, that's why I said that, you know, they, 
you can't thank them people enough for spending their money to uh, make it safe. And, uh, you know, there's, there's definitely a lot of tracks out there that, uh, that, that could use a little rope. And I mean, all it is is just for your safety factor. You know, there, there should be no way a guy should be able to hit an opening like that. You know, if you, uh, if you have a bad wreck and you hit the wall, you know, it's, it's you know, part of racing. But if you hit an opening just because of a track like being lazy or not wanting to spend a little bit of money to, to put the pit opening there, you know, to block it, uh, it, it's it's sad, but you know I really that's why I tweeted them. Atomic's always been cool. They're always the people that own that are always, you know, trying to do better things. And uh, same thing with how Fairbury is, you know, trying to make the racer and the fan happier. And uh, so heck, that's all I can say. And that's why I want to you know tell them thanks. And hopefully, you know, everybody's seen it on Twitter. You know, or not everybody, a lot of people. And the same thing, I you know when when Dad hit that wall with Sal, you know, I made a big deal out of it. And, uh, you know, uh, Izzo got mad at me a little bit, but I just told him, I said, man, put your dad in that shoe and watch him hit that wall when it can be fixed. That's all I'm saying, you know. You know, I, instead of waiting until somebody gets killed, and I hope it's not me or my dad or any of my buddies or anybody like that, the, the walls need to be fixed. You know, there's a lot of them out there. And Atomic's the first one. I hope they, they take the, take the you know, the reins and everybody follows them. It's, it's real easy to... To find them tracks and you know you look at magnolia you look at meridian um all them places have have a perfect on off um where you you can't get hurt you know you can't hit an opening you know there's a lot of tracks that could use some work uh, but you know just if, if anybody wants to kind of look at tracks you know magnolia and, and meridian are just you know bulletproof there there's no way to hit any kind of opening the walls are great at them places and uh you know they were close to my house i would say that's just the first two that kind of come to mind once again, shout out to Brad McCown for making this adjustment to the track and making our sport safer. The process will take about three weeks and will not affect the track schedule. Turn, that was five things. And I got to ask, what caught your eye, buddy? Well, I mean, uh, the main one I watched this weekend was the World of Outlaws race at Cherokee. And uh, I would have to say the battle from second on back in that race was amazing. It was just such a good race. Uh, Ross Bales kind of stuck up the show a little Hales, bit, Bales. but, uh, there was a late race caution where Shepard was catching him and he was going to be really close and it was going to be a good battle with about five laps to go, if I recall. And, uh, so watching that and then looking back, uh, through our five things, you know, West Liberty, do you know what's significant about that and me? Oh yeah. It's like, is that your first track you ever went full time and shot for us? That was my first time actually getting paid oh, to my. shoot a race. You How about that? Paid. Do you? How about that? The, the highlights I remember back in the day were a little long. I, I, I didn't a little cut long much and out, shaky. So. Yeah, I remember I had to cut that out down <laughs> for you, but uh, we taught you well and stuff like that. And how about your boy Bobby Pierce uh, won three in a row this past weekend and he's starting to heat up or uh, the Illinois drivers and the Midwest drivers, should they be shaking in their boots turn? Uh, I mean, I, I would be nervous anytime Bobby Pierce is on the track because uh, he's shown time and time again, again that he can, uh, he can win races, man. It's pretty simple. No doubt about that, but we're, uh, we're going to move on here. And um, we all know being a full-time racer is tough from working countless hours in the shop and traveling across the country every weekend. No doubt being a full-time racer can be challenging at times, but imagine being a racer and working an everyday job throughout the week. Sure, every driver wants to be racing full-time, but that just cannot happen. People in this industry have to work jobs throughout the week to make a living. So how do drivers slash promoters slash, you know, fans balance it all out? 
How can they make it work during race season? And that's what we're paying attention to this week, drivers and their everyday jobs. Joining me now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline is my good buddy and former dream winner, Steve Casebolt. Steve, I know you're a busy man because you have to work during the week, but you run your own car wash. How do you balance your time and your business and still get to the racetrack on the weekends? Um, well, it's a balancing act, and it takes a lot of getting used to. Um, the, uh, the car wash actually doesn't take a ton of my time right now because we have a few good employees, and we've kind of got that thing streamlined to where I don't have to spend a lot of time on it unless it, unless it breaks down, and I get to run I get to run over there and do that. But I also buy and sell houses and have rental properties, which that takes up the bulk of my time. Um, so uh, so that's the main thing, and then and then the race car is basically third in line to all of that. So um, I just and I don't even have a full time guy. I just have some, but I do have some really good part time helpers. And, uh, they kind of get in there and get the, get the grunt work knocked out for me. And, and, uh, then I come in whenever I'm free in the, uh, late afternoon, early evening and, and can kind of, uh, work on that stuff and, and try to get it up to car. I was going to ask you, what's harder to fix a junk race car or a machine at the car wash? Cause you said when something breaks down, you have to uh, get there ASAP. <laughs> well, the, the, uh, the car wash is a little bit difficult to, to work on but it's very similar it's, it's kind of cool because the the experience that i've gained uh from working on the race car kind of carries over into that and, and i've learned a lot of um, mechanical stuff with the race car that like i said i mean it, it it just carries over and you can work on the car wash work on the race car whatever you want to do bounce back and forth that's kind of what i do every night just like i'll be over there working on the race car and then be like hey man this uh Mitter curtain's broken again. You want to come fix it? So I can just stop and go over there and work on that. And then uh, it's just kind of a – it kind of gets kind of hectic, and it gets a little bit aggravating sometimes, but it works. Do you feel when you go to the racetrack that you're behind the eight ball because you have to worry about your businesses first throughout the week, or have you kind of gotten a rhythm down over the years and you can be competitive every night? Well, I think – I think we don't get to race as much and that's what puts us behind the eight ball. My race cars, I feel like are, are just as well prepared as anybody's. Um, I, I, I just strive kind of for perfection on that mechanical end of it. Because if you, if you go to a, go to the track with a car, that's not, that's not a hundred percent, you don't even stand a chance. So I just don't go. If, if there's, if, if I don't think my stuff's ready or I don't think I can be prepared for a race that I really want to go to, then I'll, it's, it's nothing for me to just call it off and skip one. So um, the real disadvantage is just not getting to race as much as some of the other guys. Um, I think I've just, I don't really know for sure, but I think I only have like four or five or six races under my belt this year where a guy like Bobby Pierce or um, teams like uh, all the Lucas Oil teams, you know, they've probably raced 20 times already. So you just, you, you lose out on, on being totally 100% in tune with your car because just simply because you don't do it as much as them. I mean, you're just not going to be as good as somebody that does it three times as much as you typically. But I think we found a, found a nice way to compete and, uh, and kind of hang in there with the professional teams, even, even though we're not a professional team anymore. Well, turn, I think we should uh, let Steve go there. Uh, 
thanks for taking time out of your busy work schedule. I know you're one of the common men. You got to work during the week, but uh, we appreciate you uh, coming <laughs> on the show here, Steve. All right. Thanks. No problem. And our last guest is False Cup winner Kent Robinson, who joins us now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline. Kent, I'm going to ask you the same question. What is harder to run, your own race team or your own salvage yard? <laughs> <laughs> uh, take a little bit of a little bit of thinking on that. No, it's. Uh, I feel like where I'm at a, at a point in my racing career, I guess you can call it that. Now I've done it long enough that uh, I've got it streamlined pretty well. Um, I'm pretty comfortable with where it's at. It's day in and day out. It's harder for me to to go up and, and run my businesses. Yeah, and how important is it to make sure business comes first before racing? Because most, you know, if you're not full time, you got to race during the week so you can play on the weekend. Absolutely. You know, I'm, uh, I'd much rather, not going to lie, I'd much rather be out hitting the road and, and running the World Outlaws or Lucas Oil Series. But I guess looking back, I can say I was fortunate to, to have that opportunity and do that in 2012. And that's something I'll always uh, be proud of. But, you know, life changes. Uh, that's a common saying, you know, and, and uh, my life's evolved to, to where, um, uh, you know, I know what makes the money and that's that's our business. And, uh, and to be able to go race, I got to continue to do that. So. I try to divvy up my time, you know, accordingly, and, and uh, it is tough. To be honest, uh, day in and day out, it, it's tough, but uh, I'm glad I'm in the position I'm in now. And how actually, how tough is it to balance this whole racing and running your own business thing? We talked about a little bit on Saturday night. How tough is it, and do you ever actually get sleep? <laughs> no, I like to sleep. Uh, <laughs> my baby, my one-year-old baby might keep me up more than my job, but no, I've been you know, I guess as I look back on it, I've I've uh, I've learned a lot from my father. You know, he's been gone six years now, but growing up with him, I mean, he uh, he was big on the work-life balance, and uh, and uh, I think a lot of that I just learned through uh, his leadership and and being able to disconnect when the day ends from the businesses, and and uh, that's when I turned to my racing, and and that's my uh, that's my avenue to to you know let off a little steam, and even though it is a little stressful sometimes, I'm big on just having fun. That's the bottom line. You know, it's as long as we're having fun doing it and, and staying competitive, uh, we're going to continue to do it. Quick question here. How fun is it? Your car's been fast, you know, to start off the season, you know, when you're working during the week and you can go out on the weekends and maybe race a couple of times in Florida to have a car fast, knowing that you don't have to work on it all the time yet. It feels pretty good. <laughs> it's it, that adds, uh, that brings the fun meter way up. Let me tell you, Suave. It, uh, when you go out and you know, your car is competitive and, uh, it's just, uh, winning equals fun. A great way to put it. So, I mean, it's just, uh, as long as we can continue to be competitive, I mean, I'm going to want to race more, you know, I plan on maybe 30 shows this year, just, uh, we hit and miss where we can, but, um, the less you got to work on it, the better, uh, in anything right now. Well, good talking to you, K Rob, you need to get back to work, you know, and, uh, we'll see you this weekend at uh farmer city in Fairbury, bud. Okay. Thank you. All right, turn. You got to throw up that uh, Twitter question here. Let's see what the people have to say. Fans, what is your jobs and how do you balance it with racing? Let us know. Use the hashtag Late Model Live. We'll uh, come back, you know, with the answers here. I think we got a lot of people, you know, tweeting at us already. Let us know. You're watching Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live back after this.
Tyler Erb is best on the first race of the year, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Tyler Erb dominant in night number two of the Winter Nationals. He picks up his third victory of the season. For the 38th time in his career, for the second straight night and the 39th time in his career, for the third straight night, Brandon Shepard will make history at the 48th Annual Dirt Car Nationals. He wins all four World of Outlaws events. best product on the market. I mean, we've had zero failures. We've never had a failure. Great people to work with, got the best hymns on the market. FK Rod ends on everybody's stuff. Um, she sponsors events, but anybody that knows anything to do with racing knows FK Rod ends, that's for sure. I think it means a lot when you got people behind you that stand behind you and believe in what you're doing. Uh, like I said, it just makes for everybody to have pretty good success. Automotive has franchise for Ford, Kia, Chevy, GMC, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. We cover heavy-duty hauling or vehicles for the driving enthusiast. At any Mark Martin location, you'll find a large selection, variety, and great prices. MarkMartinAutomotive.com gives you 24-hour access to every location. Browse inventory, apply for credit, and schedule your delivery. We can arrange for delivery anywhere in the U.S. or pick you up at an airport. Give us a chance to earn your business, and you'll see why everyone wins at Mark Martin. Many years ago, Alice Cooper said, welcome to my nightmare. Tonight, Jimmy Owens says, welcome to my nightmare. He'll win here at Fayetteville Motor Speedway, first at Flight 100 to the Osho. Welcome to my nightmare turn. I know this might be Rigsby's nightmare right near right now, me hosting Late Model Live. But it's, uh, I mean, it's whatever. Jimmy Owens will look to defend his uh, crown this weekend at Fayetteville. Turn the Newport nightmare has had a solid start to the year. Don't be surprised if he repeats, or can you th see another guy winning it like a Brandon Shepard or, you know, maybe Chris Ferguson or something like that? I mean, uh, you can for sure see a, a home state driver win, I feel like. Ferguson's, you know, decent uh, right now. We're going to talk to him in a minute, and... Uh, I don't know. Could, it's kind of up in the air, but Shepard's going to be hard to beat for sure. Oh, no doubt about it. And uh, turn, throw up that Twitter question again. We'll see uh, the people at home what it, what it was. Uh, fans, what is your job and how do you balance that with racing? Let us know using the hashtag Late Model Live. Turn, I think we got some uh, responses and some of them are pretty good. We did. Uh, from our friend Jim Smith says, I work in construction driving a semi dump truck. Long hours in the summer means hard to get to tracks, but go when I can. Have dirt on dirt for when I can't. Thank you, guys. Hashtag Late Model Live with the, with the yin-yang in yin there. Yin-yang. Yeah. Wow, people actually giving us a shout-out. How about that? You're welcome. Dirt on dirt, <laughs> giving you the highlights and uh, live videos. So you're welcome, Jim. Uh, hit the next one. Turn, I'll read this one. Jacob, I mean, I'm not even going to say his last name, 
but he's a quality engineer at a medical device company, wife and two daughters, so he's a family man. He says, do not work on my crate car until the chores are done and the girls are asleep. Sleep is lost in my balance, but I will never miss any family activity. Hashtag late model live turn. He gets his chores done that his wife makes him do. He, uh, you know, plays with his kids, goes to all their events, and then he works on the race car. He has no time to sleep right there. He's got his priorities. Priorities are in line there. All right, turn, hit it again. All right, from our friend Dylan Braddy. How about that? Graphic designer. It's easy to balance your job when it's in the racing industry. Hashtag Late Model Live. Which that is like me and you. We get to go to races. We get to go to watch stuff that we love. I'm still not convinced that your job is really in here. I feel like... Rigsby's play, paying you fake money or something. Head of team you're, morale. You're Monopoly money, aren't I'm you? head of dirt on dirt morale. I'm the morale guy. So uh, I'll hit the next one. I'll read this one. Uh, Kurt Patrick, MZ Kurt Patrick says, day job is a criminal defense attorney, attorney scheduled for four tracks and three racing series are written into my daily scheduling planner. I schedule around there. I schedule around when I can. Hashtag late model live. So turn. Not only if you don't pay your taxes, you can uh, hook up with Kirkpatrick here, but he loves racing as well. I think you should be more worried about, uh, you know, needing a, def- a defense attorney, but I'm pretty even keeled. Yeah, I don't think about that. And the last one, uh, I'll finish it off here, and it's from uh, Josh King at FS. Josh says, I'm an amateur meteorologist in my free time. I spend a lot of time crying. <laughs> Josh, uh, yeah, we feel bad for you. You've got a few rainouts this year. You know, your Lucas Oil race got rained out, you know, a couple weekends ago, or actually this last weekend. And, uh, yeah, we always talk to you during, you know, the big events like the North-South, and you are always have your eye on the weather. So, yeah, maybe you're actually better than the people on the Weather Channel turn. He actually could be a meteorologist. Again, I don't think uh, being a meteorologist takes too much skill. <laughs> yeah, it's it does It's mostly doesn't. guessing. Yeah, you get paid to be wrong. Kind of like Rigsby when he get, you know, tries to guess like winners in uh, five to go. And turns silent. All right. <laughs> Not much racing this weekend. Was there any movers and shakers? Throw up the Bill Stein top 25, Turney boy. Here's the top 10. Uh, not a whole lot of movement, to be honest, in the top 10. Uh, Bobby Pierce moves, moves up one spot over Jimmy Owens. That uh, three in a row uh, for the MLRA series, that uh, had some swing with voters. So uh, moved him up over Jimmy Owens. All right, let's go 11 through 20. And, of course, the biggest mover was Ross Hales-Bales, who moves from 17th to 12th in turn. He's on the fringe of being in the top 10 the way he's been running the last month. I'm telling you, if he could pull off the upset, you know, actually wouldn't even be an upset. If he pulls off the win in Fayetteville this weekend, we'll definitely see him in the top 10. I would say for sure. I mean, I think if he wins a a national touring race in the next couple of weeks, there's no doubt he has to be voted into the top 10. Oh, yeah. If he doesn't, then I will – personally do all the voting for now on and no one else has to because they are crazy and loony all right let's go to the final five do we have any newcomers turn <laughs> one newcomer this week kent robinson that win at uh win at fairbury gave him a little pull so got him up there into the top 25 his first ever win at fairbury in the super late models and he said you know what i've been terrible at this racetrack maybe my luck is uh gonna start turning around he liked the racetrack and you know, he might be a contender this weekend here at uh farmer city and fairbury which is live by the way this weekend yeah how about uh I, not a newcomer this week, I don't believe, but newcomer last week when he didn't have the didn't have the show. Ashton Winger sitting in there at 24 spot. How I taught that? him everything he knows. He's been giving me junk <laughs> for years now in the pit area, and I said, uh, actually get fast for once, and I'll maybe vote you in the top 25. He's gotten fast. He's in the top 25, so uh, good for Ashton Winger. We'll see where he races at this weekend. And uh, turn, we have a guest for this show. It's the Fayetteville race, and uh, like 
You know, like we said in the pay attention, Chris Ferguson actually has another job at Butler Built. So we had to catch up with him earlier, and here's his interview. Here is Chris Ferguson. This weekend, the world of outlaws invades the Tar Heel State for the richest race at Fayetteville Motor Speedway, the second annual First in Flight 100, $25,000 on the line. This race is going to be a big deal, and with the Lucas Oil Series off this weekend, we should expect some heavy hitters, including last year's winner, Jimmy Owens, not to mention the regional standouts like this guy, Chris Ferguson, who joins us now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline. Chris how pumped are you for this home state event this weekend? Oh, I'm uh, I'm super pumped. I'm I'm excited. It's awesome to uh, go race for that kind of money at a track that's only two and a half hours from home. And how important is it to have big races like this one in your home state? Obviously, you have the World Finals, but to have an event like this in the spring, early in the season, it's very huge. Yeah, it definitely is. It's one of those things where um, anytime. A promoter or a track puts on a big race like this. I hope that uh, that not only the you know national guys come, but a lot of the regional guys. It's it's just really cool to be able to race for that kind of money. And and like you said, this early in the year, it would be a a big shot in the arm to win something like that. Take us through a lap at Fayetteville. You've had some success there. What's it race like? And you won that Lucas Oil race. And then you know, just talk about that Carolina Oval a little bit. Uh, it's definitely one of them places where um, you don't realize how fast it is on video just because of how big it is. Um, but you definitely, uh, you know, you're carrying some speed at that place. So, you know, we go into turn one and two. It's always real tight there. And there's a pit entrance going into one that I've seen some people wreck. And, uh, you know, for the most part, uh, qualifying is pretty key there just because it's such a big place. It's hard to make up a lot of ground. But, you know, you, you go into the corner and you uh, you definitely don't miss the corner there because when you do, it's uh, it'll definitely put you towards the back. But, you know, you run that middle bottom pretty early. And, and luckily, uh, last few times we've been there, it's kind of wore out the bottom and you've seen some guys get around the top kind of late. So uh, it's one of those places where, um, you know, uh, starting up front's pretty key, but you never know with the big guys. They're, they're the type of drivers that's able to, move around and make something happen. So uh, you never get content there. You always got to be up on the wheel. Chris, you haven't raced much this year. You did win a spring nationals race at Cochrane earlier in the season. But other than that, it's been kind of a slow year for you. And then you said last week you weren't very impressed with up your, your performance. Rate your 2019 season thus far. Well, it's kind of like what you just said. It's just, I feel like I'm ready to get into the swing of things, but rainouts and um, everything else and you know I'd, I'd rate it a B right now just because uh, last weekend we ran with outlaws and we, we, we were okay uh, but we won that race earlier in the year and we were competitive at Lancaster and Fayetteville and had some issues but um, I would rate it a B just because of not being able to race and and uh, you know and, and not really like last weekend we should have capitalized when we were won a heat race and and was starting as close as we did to the front, and we didn't. So uh, we got to clean our mess up a little bit and uh, kind of go from there. Earlier, earlier in the show, our pay attention segment was drivers and their everyday jobs. Many of you know Chris works at Butterbilt Motorsports Equipment. I'm going to ask you the same question I asked the drivers earlier. How do you balance your everyday real-world job with your racing job? 
Uh, it's definitely pretty tough. Um, I'm lucky to have a, a boss man and, uh, you know, business owner that understands what it takes to do what we do. But, uh, you know, getting to the shop every night at six o'clock is pretty rough, but we make up for it. Um, I'm very fortunate to have three or four guys who are there pretty much almost every day. And if I didn't have them, I would definitely be in trouble. But I do think it's uh, it's a little bit of a disadvantage. But, you know, it's it's I think that you have to either own your own business or uh, or have a business that has something to do with racing to be able to do it the way we do. And, um, you know, every day get off work at five and I try to get to the shop at six uh, with Charlotte traffic. It's always uh, a 30 minute drive turns into an hour drive. So uh, we get there and we work there every night during the week. And then like this week, we went and practiced on Saturday. And instead of taking off on Sunday, we, um, I drove to uh, Mooresburg to pick up parts and my brother stayed back and uh, washed the car. So we got to look for every little, uh, every little avenue to try to um, make up some time. Everyone knows I'm a huge summer national advocate, and I'm going to be honest with you. Your driving style fits the Helltor shoe. Is there any chance, please, Chris, that we could see you on the summer nationals one day? I'm begging you. If I get a big sponsor one day to uh, help me afford to uh, go race and not have to work, I promise you, you'll see me on it. And what do you like growing up and like, you know, at Dirt on Dirt, what did you guys think about the Summer Nationals or hear about the Summer Nationals when, you know, you were, like, racing back in the day and growing up in late model racing? Oh, it's, uh, it's you know, there's always a dream to want to race nationally, but there's also 10 different kinds of dreams you could have as a dirt late model racer. And, and uh, racing 24 out of 30 nights or 26 out of 30 nights, uh, that's definitely a dream, uh, not for the weak-minded, but for the true racers that, that love this and that want to do it every night. I think, um, you know, as when I was growing up, I didn't know what to think about that because I didn't even know that was a real thing until Dirt on Dirt uh, kind of, sh you know, showed it to us. And and it's just, uh, it's one of those things where I would have to definitely be prepared, but man, I would love to do it just, just once, just to try it, just to see what those guys go through. Last question here. I know you and Timothy Culp were upset about the top 25 a few weeks ago. I'm a voter, so I'm giving you one shot to let me have it. Tell me why you were so upset. And would it make you feel better that I'm sorry? I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, I know everybody, uh, everybody's got their own opinion and everybody's <laughs> entitled to it. So, uh, uh, you know, I just... I didn't run that great at Volusia. I made all three nights, but I just didn't run great. And, um, you know, and we, we won a pretty big show at a place that we'd never been to. And, uh, you know, I thought, uh, I thought that with, um, you know, a decent run week before might would have got me some more votes, but, uh, it's not even that I wasn't on the top 25. I think I seen like a total of like six votes. <laughs> so, uh, however many panel people you guys have, I guess there was a couple of them that hurt of me. I guess the rest of them never did. So uh, hopefully next time, uh, if I win a big race, we'll uh, we'll get a little more publicized and uh, and maybe get a few more votes. I'll take one for the team. I'll uh, represent all the voters we got, and I'll. Uh, it's all my fault, Chris. I'm very sorry, bud. <laughs> <laughs> nah, ain't nothing against you guys, man. We, uh, as you guys know, everybody does their best to compete against the best guys, and uh, 
you know, everybody, uh, not everybody's going to be happy. So uh, that just gives us more motivation to go out there and win bigger races. Chris Ferguson will represent that North Carolina contingent this weekend in his home state as the World of Outlaws makes its way to the Tar Heel State. $25,000 to win Saturday night at Fayetteville Motor Speedway, which, by the way, Chris, it's going to be live at DirtOnDirt.com Friday and Saturday. Chris, good luck, man. We'll see you this weekend. Thank you, guys. Turn, when we come back, I'm putting you on the spot. Turn's turn is back. Are you nervous, buddy? Just a little bit. Just a little bit, he says. Just a little bit. We'll be right back. Greatest motorsports events is coming back to Lucas Oil Speedway. It's the 27th annual Lucas Oil Show Me 100. Presented by Protect the Harvest. This is fast family fun at its finest. When the cars of the late Mongol Dirt Series battle for ultimate supremacy on the track. It's three full nights of the wildest dirt track motorsports mayhem. At one of the nation's premier motorsports facilities. It all happens May 23rd through the 25th. And it's only at Lucas Oil Speedway in Wheatland, Missouri. For tickets and info, visit lucasoilspeedway.com. White flag gonna fly next time by. The crowd's gonna erupt. Here comes Bad down the back straightaway. Brian Shirley to the inside, Bad to the outside. A hell of a shot in and here tonight, Rick bring us home. So Brian Shirley leads by a car length and turns one and two. Shannon Babb gets a good run off that second quarter. Now he has to get on the binders because Shirley shut him down. Babb will step to the outside. Shirley down low. Babb with a run off turn number four. Babb on Dabba two. Shannon Babb is gonna win it. Bab, Bab, <laughs> Bab, Bab. I remember like it's yesterday turn, the Falls Faithful going nuts on that pass right there. One of the better moments there at uh, Fairbury. But every time DOD goes live, no matter where we're at, Gateway, Fairbury, the Dirt Million, Shannon Bab is always putting on a show. I mean, he's not Illinois' firstborn son for no reason. I'm sure he's going to make some uh, noise this weekend, Turn. Uh, what's your favorite Shannon Bab moment, bud? Oh man, I have to say, I have to say Gateway. I remember, I remember switching that race and I was literally giddy from what was going on in that race. It was just. Well, I mean, race. He's had like a million moments already at Gateway. Okay. Gateway 2016. Sorry. Right, the first the, one. the Friday night. Yeah. The okay. Friday night race. 
Uh, Thursday, you know, everybody was a little down because it took a little longer. And then Friday, man, we, they just put on a hell of a show, and it was just fun to watch. And uh, damn, Bab put on a show that night. Uh, there's nothing else to say. I say he's the number one training topic at Gateway Dirt Nationals every year. He's always put <laughs> on a show there. But uh, turn, ah, hold on here. Ah, it's time, Turny boy. Your segment is back. Surely, after a few months, you actually. Like, did something good? Let's find wow. out on this week's Turns Turn, baby. Gotta actually dance in the new studio. Hey, ho, hey, hey ho. So, um, I, didn't, I didn't come up with any graphics. Oh. Because, because I'm thinking about stuff for down the road. That's what I wanted to talk about this week on Turns Turn is I wouldn't say I'm changing roles, but things are changing a little bit. And with the recent broadcasts, I've been able to watch from home. So I get to watch these broadcasts from home and kind of take notes about different stuff that I think would go, go good here and change this, change that. So, for example, uh, like the LaSalle race uh, for Thaw Brawl. I came up with, I built a, a little thing where we have the commercials on one side and then a, a live track shot on the other. So kind of like where you can, see like Fox and NASCAR right, and baseball right. is incorporated. You know, yeah, you can, I, I always joke though, they cut away during racing and show commercials and, and the race in, in the small box. Yeah. At least I just show you a track prep or something so you know what's going on at the track. You're not missing anything. So along with that, some other small changes. I wanted to tease some tease. stuff that I've got coming uh, let me say maybe statistic related. How about that? So I'm coming up with some new stuff, uh, with some help from some different, uh, staff members, but keep an eye out on the upcoming broadcasts. I feel like, uh, there's going to be some really good stuff and I feel like we're going to really spice up our broadcasts this year. Uh, going to keep trying to keep it fresh. How about uh, that? can I have a suggestion? Sure. I'm up for I'm Can up for we like somehow have like a suave cam where it's always just pointed at me. It's like a little like uh uh I don't even know what you call it, like a you know a tripod thing but it's facing my face and you just get my reactions the whole time and you know you can see me uh wait, don't give me that face. Like I think that'd be pretty cool my reactions cuz I get natural like you know genuine reactions at a racetrack and I think people need to see it. <sighs> Maybe should we let the people decide if they want a suave cam? Yes, let us know. Tweet right. at us. Tweet at us. If you want a suave cam, let us know. Uh, I don't know. PDC weekend? Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's do it, Turn. I don't know. We'll see. Yes. We'll see. We'll see the, what I got up my sleeve The here. people already voted. Mom gave it the okay. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, she's the all ruler. She gets to make all the decisions. <laughs> well, after last week's rain out, I'm still one in three. These rainouts are killing me, Smalls. Like, get your crap together, like I said in the open. But this weekend, I have the lock of the century. Well, let's hope. Turn, roll the open. Swam's lock of the week. Yes, my Bobby Pierce rainout got postponed until July, and my record remains at one and three. This really isn't a bad thing because I'm not losing any ground, baby. But this weekend, I'm taking my talents to Farmer City in Fairbury. My lock is simple and to the point. I'm going with Shannon Babb to win at least once this weekend in the Illini State. 
It's the second weekend of May, and that only means one thing, Turn. Shane and Babs going to, like, actually start racing every weekend here. And let's go, Maliko Missile. Do not let me now. Get me that win. Get me back in this uh, lock of the week. I need Turn to lose for once. So, Shannon, you got this for me, and that's Suave's lock of the week. And there's my record tally time, one and three turn. And, of course, that uh, Bobby Pierce uh, pick will go, you know, later on in July. So I got one still there because they did reschedule that. And uh, let's just go, Pierce. I need a win there, too. I think Bab wins this week. I'll be at three and three in no time, and I'll be putting on a show. What do you think, bud? I think you need a lot of help. I think you need a lot of help. But uh, what, so you're not taking Weaver this weekend, or you're just hoping that Bab, Bab wins, wins Friday, Weaver Bab can wins win one. Saturday, oh, okay, All right. or vice versa. That's why you left it open. You didn't say like yeah, Bab both wins or both. yeah, or win Saturday at Fairbury because gotcha. uh, Wink gotcha. Wink that actually be kind of cool, Weaver. So if you could do that for me, <laughs> be a nice little gift for me. But uh, you know, it's time for another break. National Dirt Digest recap time. I love this new segment. It gives me so much nostalgia. Can't wait. We'll be right back. is outstanding and number three they are on the leading edge of piston ring technology all the time they supply rings to the best racers in motorsports all levels late model racing australia this is a really cool deal that they put on and uh we're just having a blast parking by my butt here ryan uh, it's just it's just a really fun time it just keeps growing so i can't see why, why next year wouldn't be any bigger Hell, I think there was, what, 29, 30 cars at, at every show, and that, that was way better than last year, so never know when we get back next year, there might be 50. Putting a dab on them, their turn. I don't even know what that was. Dab. Never oh, dab before. There you go. Yeah. So this is the National Dirt Digest segment. I love this because I remember getting this paper growing up all the time. My dad would always order it, and we got like almost every uh, you know uh, newspaper that they've ever you know. I guess what would you call them? Turn every uh, every issue. Every issue. Yes. I uh, lost word there. So. Uh, of course, if we're going to do one, I got to do something special to my heart. So I got the, let's see here. I think it's the 2003, getting ready for the 2003 Summer Nationals. Look at that. UMP Summer Nationals, a guide previewing the 26th race tour, 
32 pages turned of UMP Summer Nationals. Oh, my goodness. 32 pages, pages of goodness. Goodness, yes. And a couple of things there I liked about the article was defending their turf. When the big dogs roll into town, UMP's weekly regulars get a chance to show just how fast they can be. So that was a big thing, especially in the 90s and uh, you know, all the way up until the mid-2000s. You had the local guys versus the regional standout guys. And you, every track thought they had the best locals. <clears throat> Fairbury obviously had the best locals. Uh, we're just going to say that. And this is a no, good no, no bias. There. Yeah, no, no bias. bias. But uh, here's a little story on uh, the you know, founder of the UMP, you know, Bob Memmer, and it just talks about his legacy and stuff. He's last, and look at him in that van. He would always drive it down the infield at uh, every track and sit in it and, you know, talk to the promoters and the drivers and stuff like that. Here, let's keep pay- scrolling through this. We also got, uh, you know, a little crew diary, preparing for the worst, and, like, they would do, like, a daily routine, and this is uh, kind of funny. From 3 a.m. 3 a- 3 a- 3 to 8 a.m., the team winds down and tries to catch some shut-eye. Once you're at the racetrack, you get maybe three to four hours of sleep. Then you get right back up in the next morning, and that's what people always say. You know, it's kind of a, you get in this rhythm. It's kind of like Groundhog Day. You're like, when is this thing finally going to end? And this is maybe my favorite part, the who's who. Oh, my goodness. You got Shannon Babb, Billy Drake, Billy Moyer, Don O'Neill, Wendell Wallace, and oh, my gosh, look at that guy, Kevin Weaver. And uh, <laughs> let's see what Todd Turner said about Kevin Weaver. You know, um, his 2003 outlook for the UMP Summer Nationals needs to get rolling during the series. Oh, come on, Todd. He was winless in April and May while posting five. That's right, five runner-up finishes, including a May 3rd run at LaSalle. He's tied for fourth in the all-time Summer Nationals victories in uh, turn. I think he's like seventh or eighth. And I see like right here, it says he has 13. I think he has like 16 or 17. So since 2003, he hasn't won very many, but he's been uh, been competitive. And this is, I mean, this this is what you look forward to at every, you know, Dirt Digest during the Summer Nationals, the map of all the tracks, that's 26 race challenge and mapping it out, the calendar and stuff like that. Those guys at National Dirt Digest turn, they love the Summer Nationals. And, you know, working with Todd Turner and Michael Rigsby during the, you know, UN, or the Dirt Car Summer Nationals now, it's always fun. You can just tell Todd really thoroughly enjoys it. And he promised me before he retires at DirtOnDirt.com turn, he's going to run the entire Summer Nationals with me. It could be this year. It could be in 20 years. Who knows? Wow. Going to run the whole tour again. He got to make sure he has a couple backup motors. I mean, uh, I mean... Todd's got to make it through the whole thing. Backup motors. I think he's got it. Yeah, he's got it. He's he got is it. an animal. It's an like it. It's crazy how much work that guy puts in on the weekend. So yeah. shout out to you, Todd Turner. I cannot wait to run the entire summer nationals with you. I know you're a uh, man enough and you're strong enough to do it. I guess I should say. But uh, turn. We're almost. We're at that time of the program. Let's go with five to go. Number five, the Mars and the ALMS series invade the land of Lincoln this weekend with an old school Farmer City Fairbury doubleheader. Ten grand on Friday, ten grand on Saturday. Turn, not only will I feel like a ten-year-old D-Suave considering I cut my teeth at both these racetracks, but we are also live from both these races every lap right here at DirtOnDirt.com. You're going to get the best drivers in the region battling it out. Friday, I'm going with Illinois' firstborn son, Shannon Babb. And Saturday, (coughs) 
I'm probably not going to be feeling very well, so maybe I'll take a sick day because I'll have a case of the Weaver fever. That's right. Kevin Weaver picks up the W this Saturday at Falls. That's probably wishful thinking, but you never know. Number four, the Comp Cam Series is having a monster weekend at Batesville Motor Speedway. Friday is paying $5,000, and Saturday, $15,000 is on the line at the Arkansas Oval. Kudos to Chris and Jack Sullivan putting this together in their home state. Look out, people. The Comp Series is coming in hot. Everybody needs to check it out this weekend, and if they're in the Batesville area, as for a winner, I'm going with that man right there. Hall of Famer Billy Moyer will pick up the win Saturday night. Number three, Ray Cook Spring Nationals will also be in action. Friday night, the series will be at Tri-County Speedway in North Carolina. Turn, this track is on my bucket list. Maybe Rigsby will actually send me there one day. Please, boss man. Then on Saturday, they head to the Peach State to Tacoa Raceway in Tacoa, Georgia for 10 large. The biggest question is, though, turn, who's going to stop the Mac Dale Mac Daddy Dale McDowell, who has won three of the series' first five races. We'll find out this weekend. Number, number two, the Ethanol Series is back at it in the Buckeye State. Friday night at Attica Raceway Park. Expect a huge, big car count, especially at Attica, who had over 32 late models a couple weekends ago for a weekly show. It's going to be tough to pick a winner, but this weekend I'm going with Swing Arm Guru, Rusty Schlenk, he picks up the victory. And finally, number one, after a few rainouts, the Dirt King Series will kick off their season Friday night at Mississippi Thunder Speedway in Fountain City, Wisconsin. Yes, it's May up there. It might be a little cold, but surely it's going to be warm enough for those cheeseheads up north. Either way, they are ready for some racing. Oh, did I mention it's paying $3,000 to the winner? Will we see Jimmy Mars make the trip? We'll have to wait and see. And turn, that was five to go. See how I like to use the word cheeseheads? You know, uh, Packer football, buddy? Uh, I mean, yep. if we want to discuss football. I mean, we've only won the division like six of the last nine years, but it's whatever. I mean, it's our division. You guys got lucky last year, but it's whatever. No, it's the new era. The new era? Yeah, we're going to sit here and argue all day about football. Yeah, so, so let's go with the shameless plugs turn because we, right. we want to try to make this into an hour show. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Shameless plugs this weekend, on-demand coverage. Not only on-demand coverage, we've got, some, we've got a new Dirt on Dirt theme here. Live, World of Outlaws at Fayetteville, Mars at Farmer City, Mars at Fairbury Speedway. All live. I believe first time in Dirt on Dirt history that we have uh, been live from two different locations at the same time. So Friday night and Saturday night at Fayetteville, and then Friday at Farmer City, Saturday at Falls. Uh, Live at Dirt on Dirt. The Mars uh, Mars races, 10 bucks for subscribers, so that's big. Uh, moving on down the list, Spring Nationals at Tri-County and Tacoa, Ultimate at Tyler County, Comp Cams at Batesville, and Ethanol at Attica. Top-to-bottom coverage on all those races, interviews, highlights, and much more. Oh, didn't we also say we have live pay-per-views we coming do. up, Turn? We have a ton here. <laughs> Farmer City, May 10th. Farmer uh, City 74, of course, yep. Shannon Babb with that miraculous pass on Billy Moyer there on the final lap that burnt the place down at FCR. Yep. Uh, make sure you order your package in the upper right-hand corner where it's pointing there. Uh, also, Saturday night, Fairbury Speedway, May Again, 11th. Shannon Babb put on another show past Brian Shirley. So uh, usually it's a common theme. Shannon Babb, uh, he has done fairly well at these two racetracks. Yes, indeed. 
Uh, don't forget about the Fast Pass. We've got tons of coverage uh, all month of May. 10th and 11th, 17th and 18th, and the 31st. 17th and uh, 18th, I believe we're at uh, Muskingum and Wayne County. And the 31st, I want to say, is Cochran. Let me double check on that real quick, Suave. But uh, yeah, Either way, get your Fast Pass. You get all those races. It's $39.99 a month, and you, yep. you don't have to pay again. You just pay a monthly thing. And like you said earlier, you know, before the show started, the Summer Nationals month alone is worth that Fast Pass. So get yours today if you have not. Yep, it is Cochran on the 31st, so make sure you get your Fast Passes. It's a uh, great value for what it is. Oh, no doubt about it. And now it's time for the Kevin Kovac notes section. And I want to give a shout-out to Brad Looney, who swept the Malvern Bank cash money events at Legit in Springfield this past weekend. Great car counts, 28 at one racetrack, 35 at the other. Man, this series is doing well. Let's keep it up, guys. Shout-out to Brad Looney picking up a double-header uh, feature wins there this past weekend. And how about Moeller? Maniac Monday, they were calling it. I think they set it up, you know, on uh, like three or four days ago. And this is what Dustin Jarrett texted me yesterday. 29 late models, 24 modifieds, 29 sport mods, and 32 compacts raced at Moeller for a regular show. Oh, not to mention, on a Monday night. Turn, maybe we should, uh, some tracks should consider maybe some running midweek stuff more because it worked last year at Fayette County on that Tuesday at about 20 some cars there. And, you know, especially, you know, in the spring months when the week, weekends get rained out. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know even NASCAR, some of the NASCAR guys were talking about doing like a, a Wednesday middle of the week show uh, for during the summer and stuff like that. So maybe it'd be worth something. I mean, it seemed like there was a lot of cars there at uh, at Muller, so maybe there's something to it. Shout out to Chad Stapleton. He picked up the win there last night. In turn, it's officially hashtag the return season. Rick Eckert is planning to run Fayetteville's first in Flight 100 this weekend, which means this would be his first woo start of the season. And Kevin Kovac texted me this. Eckers returned to the Outlaws, and uh, he was the last Dirty Dozen member, you know, to continue or to run the, you know, the World of Outlaws series. So it's good to see him back in a World of Outlaws show. Yeah, he had to uh, he had to take a break from managing the Firehouse Subs, right? Yeah, apparently. Take a break you know, and go race some Outlaws. Yeah, go race some Outlaws. Get that win there, Eckert. And uh, and if you guys didn't see this, Dirt Car's announcement of the Dirt Car Sunshine Nationals that will run January 16th to the 18th at Volusia Speedway Park. Nearly $100,000 in purse, capped off by a $10,000 to win finale for the Dirt Car Crate Late Models. That's going to be the headliner. You also got the Florida Late Models and the 602 Crate Late Model Divisions. Turn, they're adding more to Speed Weeks there at Volusia. They're going to be January 16th to the 18th. I mean, more racing, the better. More racing, the better. I mean, Late Models in January. Love it. Love it. All right, Turner, I'm going to ask you, how did I do today's show? Is this one of my better performances, or I kind of take a step back, you know, after, uh, you know, a couple months off here or whatnot? Uh, I mean, how about a C-? minus? Okay. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding. Wow. I think you'd at least an A-, minus. at least, oh, I think. Oh, my goodness. And I got to read this quick here on the back page of this. We're just going to do this quick. It says the 2003 UMP Summer Nationals procedure. And I remember this because this always caused controversy. Top six qualifiers, the UMP National Champion, UMP Summer National Series leader, and the 2002 track champion make up the dash. Top six in the dash start in the front of the feature as they finish in the dash. So, turn, you could literally qualify terrible, but if you're a guy like Billy Moyer who won it the year before or like Kevin Weaver for the National Point Series leader, 
you got to be in the top top three rows no matter what. So they kind of put like the local guys behind the eight ball, but luckily they switched that and they go to group qualifying. Yeah, that's an that's uh I actually didn't know about that format. So yeah, that's I remember a, it would always cause a stir. Sure. But yeah, it was uh good for the guys that were fast the year before, you know, or leading the points. But uh, now they switched it like that. Well, turn. It's that time. I got to leave here. Uh, Rigsby will want his throne back, I guess, like we said in the <laughs> open, the Game of Thrones. But uh, I'm Derek Kessinger. We are live at Farmer City in Fairbury on Friday and Saturday and Fayetteville for the World of Outlaws, first in Flight 100. So if you haven't got your Fast Passes, order those today, or you can get it for 10 bucks as subscribers at Farmer City in Fairbury. Thanks for joining me. I'm Derek Kessinger alongside my buddy, Turn Michael Reiners. This is Late Model Live.